The Secret Church Podcast is a resource from Radical.net. In Secret Church 19, we'll see that all of Scripture invites us to pursue God, and we'll see how crucial the role of prayer and fasting is in this pursuit. Beginning in Genesis and moving all the way through Revelation, David Platt shows us that God has designed prayer and fasting not only to meet our daily needs, but more importantly, so that we might find greater intimacy and satisfaction in Him. We'll also see the critical role of prayer and fasting in carrying out the mission Christ has given to His Church, to make disciples of all nations. For the Secret Church 19 study guide and other resources that go along with this audio, visit Radical.net slash SC19. This is Secret Church 19, Episode 1. Welcome to Secret Church 19. It is uh, it's good to be together with men and women. So from every state in the United States, over 70, 75 countries around the world that we know of, so from Albania to Zimbabwe, Morocco to Montenegro, Tunisia to Turkey. Even in this room here in Metro DC, we have people from almost every state, Canada and Mexico, Kenya, Japan, other countries. So it's good to be together around the world with God's word. So hopefully, hopefully you have received the study guide uh, for our time together tonight, either electronically or in a booklet. If so, you are holding in your hand the longest, thickest, Secret Church study guide ever produced. I want to give a special shout out to the Radical staff who for months now have lugged boxes of these study guides on and off of trucks to get them delivered to you. So you may look at the length of that guide and you might think there is no chance we're getting through all of this, but you have little faith. Like we can do this. Our plan is to get through every single page, which means we're going to be going at light speed at different points. I'd say that's part of my ploy to help you stay awake. But the real reason is whenever I've gathered together with persecuted Christians around the world who are risking their lives to get together, they, they make the most of that time to get as much word as possible. So part of my aim at Secret Church is to give you as much word as possible. That study guide is saturated with scripture that we wouldn't have time to turn in our Bibles to, some scripture that we won't even have time to read tonight, but I hope that will be a resource that you can go back to in the days ahead, dive in deeper. So I'm not under any illusion that walking through God's word like this is the best way to digest it fully. It's gonna be more like standing in front of a fire hydrant in a way that hopefully you can just soak in it for years to come. So there are blanks along the way for you to take notes. I always say, hopefully you have chosen wisely and the person you are sitting next to, when you doze off for 30 seconds and you miss like 20 pages, you're going <laughs> to be looking for help and hopefully they were not dozing at the same time. So let's just give ourselves the freedom if we need to, to switch during the break and not be offended if somebody doesn't come back and sit next to you, if you have not proved reliable. <laughs> In all seriousness, like my hope and prayer is that in the next few hours, God, by his spirit, through his word, might do a supernatural work in your seat in such a way that you will be driven to pursue him more passionately than you ever have before. One of our pastors texted me today. He said, David, teaching like this has potential to light the wick of revival. And he said, I'm praying for that in my own heart, in our church, and beyond. And I agree. I, I've prayed specifically for people tonight who don't yet have a relationship with God. Maybe you're exploring Christianity. Maybe you think you're a Christian, 
when you don't actually have a relationship with Christ, I pray that God might use tonight to introduce you to a relationship with God marked by a passionate pursuit of him. And then I've prayed for people who've been Christian for, Christians for many years, maybe even decades, that even if you've been a Christian for 60 plus years, that tonight God's spirit would ignite your heart to pursue him with greater and deeper passion than you ever have before, specifically through prayer and fasting. So that leads to the question, why are we here tonight? And why would we spend hours on this particular topic? Well, I think we have many questions about prayer. And when I use that term prayer, I'm referring pretty plainly to conversation with God, which is a baffling thought that you and I can converse with God. So how does that work? How does prayer work? When does God answer or not answer? People wonder why pray when God already knows what I need, or does he? Why pray when God has already determined what will happen, or has he? How does that work? What do I do when it feels like I'm praying into thin air, like I'm just saying some words? They're not doing anything or going anywhere. Is anybody even listening? And how do I know what God is leading me to do in my life? So people say, I prayed about it, and God led me to do this. And others wonder, how do you know God led you to do that? Did you hear a voice? Do you have some feeling? If so, how do I hear that voice? How do I have that feeling? How do I know it's from God and not just something I'm making up myself? So prayer is one of the most basic Christian practices, yet we all have basic questions about it. And our questions go to a whole nother level when you get to fasting. We are very confused about fasting. So by fasting here, I'm referring to abstinence from physical food for spiritual purposes, which we'll get more in-depth into in a bit. But suffice to say at this point, the world has defined fasting in different ways. So Fasting Center International claims to have the world's largest flat fasting clientele with people in 220 nations. Never mind the fact that there are only 195 countries in the world recognized by the United Nations. So apparently they have fasting clientele on other planets. So in their words, so quote, fasting is the greatest of all healing modalities with more testimonials among our species' greatest thinkers and spiritual teachers than all other healing modalities combined. They encourage fasting for many purposes. One, to remove unnecessary weight the natural way. Two, to remove, quote, the five to 10 pound inner toxic waste dump now polluting the average adult cell, tissue, and organ storage areas, including chemical toxins, heavy metals, metabolic waste, excessive cholesterol, and triglycerides in the bloodstream, arterial plaque, and intestinal parasites. Hmm. So that's one other reason. Third, we fast in order to, quote, elevate yourself out of the clouded consciousness that most people spend their li life in and vault yourself into the stratosphere of human potential. Finally, we fast to move yourself back toward your life's birthright potential of optimal health, increasing your happiness and healing power as you scientifically reset your body's odometer and greatly enhance your quality of life. So just in case you missed all that, the world says fast to lose weight, reset your body's odometer, get rid of that toxic waste dump you're carrying around, and vault yourself into our species' stratosphere of human potential. That's not what we're going to be diving into tonight at all. We will not be exploring your toxic waste dump. The world has defined fasting in different ways. The church, meanwhile, has ignored it in most ways. The reality is few Christians, at least in this culture, have any regular practice of fasting. Few of us do it. Most of us avoid it, which as we'll see means we are avoiding something God's people have done throughout our history and something God instructs us to do. It's never good to avoid something God instructs us to do. But even that's a symptom of a deeper malady for we are all, every single one of us, relentlessly tempted to forsake the pursuit of God. And when I say the pursuit of God, I'm referring to the all-consuming quest to know, enjoy, worship, and love God. The all-consuming quest, as in my life's aim 
is to know, enjoy, worship, and love God. And we are all tempted by lesser aims. And you think about why. Why don't we pursue God with all that we have and all that we are? I think there are many reasons our hearts go grow casual in the pursuit of God. We're self-sufficient, or so we think. We actually think we can carry out life on our own. We are always busy, or so we say. We're pursuing so many other things. We're easily distracted. So you sit silent for a moment, suddenly you start searching for your phone to scroll through, looking for someone to see or something, someone, someone, something to see or someone to talk to. So silence, solitude are foreign concepts among us. We're constantly entertained, looking to be entertained. When it comes to fasting specifically, we are addicted to food, which we'll see later is in part God-given, but also must be self-controlled in such a way that we are willing to forsake it for something better. And we're accustomed to comfort, which makes the thought of fasting utterly unappealing. So here's the plan for how we're going to go through these things tonight, how we're going to answer these questions about prayer, clear up confusion about fasting in a way, hopefully, that we don't just have more information, but in a way that we are driven to pursue God through prayer and fasting more than we pursue anyone or anything in this world. I I know I can't make that happen, but I am confident in the power of God's word to make that happen. So I'm going to let the word do the work. What I've done in your notes is I've provided 125 texts and takeaways, starting in Genesis, going to Revelation. And the plan tonight is to go through all of them. And if that sounds like a lot, be thankful because I whittled it down to 125. (laughs) My hope is that you will hear straight from God tonight about prayer and fasting. We're going to explore biblical truths literally from cover to cover in the Bible. Along the way, answer personal questions and offer practical exhortations. So my goal tonight is that you would not just walk away with a bunch of information. My goal is you would walk away with a passion. A passion to pursue God And, so I always mention this at every secret church, the purpose tonight is not to entertain you, but to equip you. Like if you wanted entertainment, you should have gone to see the new Avengers movie. This is about equipping you, not just to know and pursue God in your own life, but to live your life in such a way that others around you know and pursue God as a result of your life. So again, only the word can do that work. So we're going to let the word do the work, and then we're going to pray the word in the process. One of the most critical verses on prayer, I believe in the Bible, is John 15, 7, where Jesus says to his disciples, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Like, do you see the relationship there between the word and prayer? If my words are in you, Jesus says, if my word is driving you, then ask for whatever you wish with confidence that it will be done for you. So apparently knowing God's word is critical to experiencing the wonder of prayer. One of the main things I want to show you tonight is that God calls us to pray his word. So along the way, we're going to do something a little different, different than anything I've done in a context like this. So in addition to our concentrated time of prayer for the persecuted church at different points, I also want us to pray all along the way through our study of God's word. I don't want to just talk about prayer for the next few hours. I want us to do it. So along the way, as we study different texts, I'm just going to go seamlessly into prayer for us. So if you could picture the way that's going to work, like I'm going to alternate, I hope faithfully, between speaking to us on behalf of God, so teaching his word, and then speaking to God on behalf of us, praying his word. So throughout the night as we see different truths, I'm just going to offer up prayers to God 
on our behalf based on his word. I, I think this will make sense as we go along, but I, I just want us to realize, to feel throughout this night that God is with us, that he's speaking and we have the opportunity to speak to him. So we're, we're not just gonna talk about having a relationship with him. We're gonna experience relationship, conversation with him, spread out all across these sites where we're gathered all around the world. We're gonna hear from him and then speak to him, cry out to him. That won't always involve set times where I'll say, let's pray and we close our eyes. So this will involve time where we just go from listening to him to praying to him. Just like that, one of the men in my life who taught me the most about prayer by example is an older brother named Robert Anderson. I was an intern under him uh, in Georgia when I was finishing college. And I would just be walking somewhere with him and we'd be talking and then pause and all of a sudden, Robert would just start praying. And I'd sit there saying, amen, like agreeing with what he was praying. This brother prayed continually. So Prayer for Robert was like an ongoing conversation with God. And that's what I want us to have tonight. So along the way, as I pray, as I speak to God on our behalf, if you agree with what I'm saying, you feel free to say out loud, amen. Maybe with a little more zeal than that. Like, that was like a golf clap, amen. Uh, I guess if we have to. Like, so as we pray, if there's something I say you agree with, let's say amen. amen. Boom. All right. And hopefully in different sites around, like, so this is the way corporate prayer works. One person prays and everybody else, our hearts are lifted up before God in that same way. Then we say, amen. Like, yes, we agree. May that be so. So God, we pray that you would speak to us tonight through your word, that you would cause our hearts to rise up in prayer to you all night long. We pray that this night would be a holy, life-transforming night where we commune together with you around your word and you teach us to pray and fast and pursue you. May it be so, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. You can find more episodes from Secret Church and thousands of other free resources at Radical.net.